Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Shabbat Shalom to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Shabbat Shalom to you. Today is the Sabbath day. Happy Sabbath. Peace on the Sabbath to you. This is a special day that the Lord has required us to set aside, to sanctify this day, to set this day aside, to observe him, to worship him, to recognize and realize the things that he has done for us. So we set this day aside as a requirement unto God, as an obedience unto our Lord and Father. So today's lesson is we're going to continue to know uh, Jesus on a personal level. So last week we had discussed learning who Jesus is, and now we're going to just dig a little deeper into knowing him on a personal level. So let's turn to the Father in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for giving us this new day. Thank you so much for allowing our ears and hearts and minds to be open to receive your word. We rebuke every and all things that will try to come up against us on this day. Anything that tries to distract our minds, our hearts, anything that's trying to distract us from receiving your word, Father God, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. We ask, Father God, that you allow us to be attentive. We ask that you just pierce our hearts and our minds with your word on this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and for your blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling inside of our vessels, in our presence, and here on this podcast. We give you honor and glory because it's truly due unto you in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. So what does Christ mean? And who is the Christ? The word Christ means to anoint. It is a title that is appended to the Greek form Jesus. In Hebrew, his name is a part of a claim that he was the Messiah, anointed one. You can find this information on BibleInfo.com. Christ is the son of the living God. Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed one. Jesus, the one who was chosen, anointed son of God. That's who Jesus is. So we can look in Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. I'm using a New Living Translation. It just breaks it down very nicely. It says, Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the God of the living, the Son, excuse me, of the living God. So Matthew 16, 15 through 16. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So what does the word anoint mean? Because we found out that the word Christ means anoint. Um, And also in this chapter here that we had read, so Simon Peter is one of the disciples. And as they're walking along, as they're going along, as Jesus is teaching, he hasn't pinpointed out who actually he is. So as his disciples are walking and going along with him, these, these are the names that these other other people, other other ones that are coming in to listen to him, other ones, um, other people that are coming around him and saying who he is. And so Jesus wanted to know from his disciples, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, you know, stood forth and said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So they understood who he was and why he was sent or they're, they're learning that. So what does the word anoint mean? Anoint has a few meanings. The most common one is to pour oil upon, spread or rub oil over man or material things. Why do we do that? It's for coverage as protection for healing 
and or to cast out demons. So there's a couple of um, verses, chapters and verses I would like to give to you so you can read that. Um, I encourage you to read it on your time so you can better understand. I'm only going to pick a couple out to actually read with you, but other ones that I would really encourage you to read on so you can understand and see where, how it's in the old Testament, as well as the new Testament about pouring oil upon. So Exodus 30, 25, Matthew 26, six through 13, Luke 7, 37 and 38 and James 5 14 those are um, chapters and uh, scriptures that you'll be able to look into pouring oil upon the most common way I'm going to read to you today Psalm 23 5 and 6 New Living Translation you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies you honor me by anointing my head with oil My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So as you see right here in this scripture, it states about pouring the oil upon, pouring the oil on man. Um, uh, God had anointed him with this oil, and that's the protection, that's the coverage. So that's why... Oil is is poured on him at this time. The Lord is showing honor in him and rubbing oil and pouring oil, anointing him, anointing his head with oil. I I know um, probably most of you have seen or maybe you're not even familiar with the the act of pouring oil or placing oil on someone. I know that before I, um, I'm very familiar with it. Um, of, of course, the very first time I seen it, I thought, what in the world's going on? Why are they putting this oil on people? I didn't understand it. Um, you know, until I had someone explain it to me. And then as I got older doing the research for myself. And, um, so it seems to be a little scary at first cause I didn't know what they were doing. But once I realized that, wow, God's word tells us to be anointed with oil. Not that the oil has power within itself. The oil is a symbolization. So the oil is used for a symbolization and being obedient because that's what God's word says is to take this oil, take the oil and pour it upon, spread it over, rub it on either material or man. So another form we talked about for coverage, right? For protection. Now we're going to look at for healing and casting out demons. So in Mark 6, 13, the new living translation says, and they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. So once again, that's a form of protection. That's a form of healing, pouring out. It's a symbolization. We're doing this in obedience to God. So we're taking the oil, you place the oil on, and they were able to cast out demons because of the obedience, not the oil that the oil had power within itself. It was the obedience of taking the oil to do that because God required that of us. That's a sign of obedience. Now there's another way to anoint. It is to consecrate by unction the act of anointing like kings and prophets and priests. They were considered to be set apart, consecrated by the oil to their service unto God. And you can find that in Exodus 40, 9 through 16. And you'll find the same exact verses, um, Leviticus 8, 10 through 13. And you can also find it in 1 Samuel. 16, 13. 
And what they're doing in these verses is they're they're setting, so they're taking them as they're ordaining them as the priests. They're they're taking them as kings. And and what they did is King David. He was a, a shepherd boy, and he was in the field. And uh, Samuel was sent out to anoint the new king. So the oil was poured over David. He was the one that was chosen to be the new king. So they had to anoint him with the oil. So that's how um, that's how they consecrated him. That's how they set him apart by anointing him with this oil. So to be anointed by the Holy Spirit, Jesus was to spread the good news and free those who are being held captive by sin. After Jesus Christ left the earth, now we as believers of Christ are chosen for this for a specific purpose in furthering God's kingdom. So another way of being anointed is being anointed by the Holy Spirit. So what the Holy Spirit does, he abides within us. He performs out of us the affection to represent the presence and power of the Spirit of God to make holy. That's what this type of anointing is. It's the setting apart of it is it is not actually the physical oil at this point. This is being anointed with the Holy Spirit. So what happens is when you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the empowerment as being a Christian to be led and comforted and have the confidence and allow God God to speak through you and allowing God to take over. We're setting ourselves aside and allowing God to be in control of our minds, our hearts and our words our minds, our hearts, and our voices. So that way the Holy Spirit can speak through us. So when we're anointed with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes over. So it states in here that in Luke 4, 18, for us, it states, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. So in Luke here, we find Luke 14, 18, being anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will take over. The Holy Spirit will speak through me. The Holy Spirit leads and guides me. I'm anointed with the Holy Spirit to share God's word. I'm anointed by not abusing and using this anointing for my own selfish good. It's me setting Claire aside and uh, and being anointed with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to have full control. So you can also find about being anointed by the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. So Acts chapter 10, verses 38 and 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. As the Christ came, Jesus, to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies, he came to save us from sin, being sent as God's anointed one who has promised to return again to usher in his everlasting kingdom. How do we know that Jesus Christ Jesus the Christ. How do we know that Jesus is the Messiah, the only begotten Son of God? How do we know these things? The answer is the prophecies from the Old Testament and the fulfillment of them in the New Testament. What is a prophecy? A prophecy is to make an inspired declaration of what is to come. 
communications from God to humans that receive revelations from God. So it's God, once again, the Holy Spirit, God speaking through people, communicating with them, writing in the word of God to let us know, hey, this is to come. This is going to take place. So I'm just going to name a few. I'm going to give you the chapters to them for you all to, uh, I encourage you all to read them as well so you can gain the knowledge and information and do a little studying for yourself. For, For some of the prophecies we have is that in the Old Testament, it tells us in Micah 5, 2, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem. It states that in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. You will find that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, and also Luke chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, and Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. The next prophecy states Messiah would be born of a virgin. You can find that in the Old Testament in Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah 7, 14. And you can see that the prophecy has been fulfilled in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 through 23. You can also find that in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. The next prophecy would be a messenger would prepare the way for the Messiah. A messenger would prepare the way for the Messiah. So you will find that in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. And you'll see the prophecy fulfilled in Luke chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. That's Luke chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. The next prophecy is that the Messiah would be declared the Son of God. You can find that in the Old Testament, Psalms chapter 2, verse 7. Psalms chapter 2, verse 7. And then you will find the prophecy fulfilled in Matthew, which is in the New Testament, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. So the amazing thing about God is that he shows us, hey, this is going to happen. He tells us this, excuse me, he tells us this is going to happen. And then he shows us that his prophecy has been fulfilled. So the reason for Jesus coming, the reason for Jesus to be born through the Virgin Mary, the reason for Jesus to come to save us is number one, to fulfill the prophecy. God said that this is going to happen. And then God fulfills the prophecy. He fulfills what he says. Because God is not a liar. God is nothing but the truth. He is everything of the truth. So he sent Jesus, born of this virgin Mary, to come. He he sent Jesus to be born through her, to for him to become flesh so we could see him, touch him, feel him, and know him. Because that's what type of people we are. We can have faith and believe in something. But for for us, sometimes it's easier for for us to see, feel, know, touch for ourselves. And so God had sent Jesus for us, for, for him to live down here, to be the living word, to fulfill his word, fulfill his prophecy. 
And so Jesus, yes, he is. Everything points to Jesus being the Messiah, Jesus being the only begotten son of God. In the prophecy, it says a messenger will prepare the way for the Messiah. And you'll find out that that messenger was John the Baptist. He prepared the way. He said, be ye ready for the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist said, hey, he's coming that I can't even tie his shoes. I'm not even worthy enough to tie his shoes. And in the prophecy, Messiah would be be declared the son of God. Yes, when he gets baptized by John the Baptist and the heavens open up and, and God shouts down and says, this is my son whom I am well pleased. So take some time to review these scriptures. Take some time. This is going to be a little Bible study for you, for you to know Jesus for yourself, for you to dig a little deeper, for you to get to know Jesus as your personal savior, for you to step out on your faith, for you to step out in trust, to know Jesus for yourself, to understand who he is. So we know who God is. We, we understand why the commandments were sent. We've learned these things. We, we understand the names of Jesus and whom Jesus has been called, but we need to know these names. We need to know these things for ourselves. We need to know that he is a healer. That's why we become sick. So we can know that he is a healer. That's not the only reason why we become sick. (laughs) But sometimes the reason we become sick is to know that he is a healer, to know that he is a deliverer, to know that he can get us out of our financial pit, to know that he can give us the comfort that we need, to know that he is our way maker, to know that he is the light when we are feeling that we're in darkness, to know that you know that you know that he fulfills your heart and fulfills that void that is deep within. That hole that is left there, that you've tried everything to fulfill it. You've tried material things. You've tried drugs. You've tried emotional things. You've tried vacations. You've tried all of these things that are only temporary. But keep in mind that Jesus is eternal. Jesus can fulfill you eternally not just temporal. So people of God, I encourage you to read through those scriptures, to get to know Jesus more for yourself, that he is anointed and that he has allowed us to understand and know the different meanings of being anointed. Don't be afraid of that anointing oil. If your body is, you're not feeling well in your body, the Lord says, take oil, anoint yourself with it. Pray. If you don't know how to do that, you go to an elder, you go to someone that does know how to do that and allow them to pray over you. As long as you know they have a true relationship with God, you can't just let anybody pray over you. So I encourage you today, people of God, dig deeper, get that shovel out, crack that Bible open, crack crack the dictionary open to understand more and break down more of these words. Read those scriptures, understand what the prophecies have been and how the prophecies have been fulfilled. So Father God, thank you so much for this morning, for more information that we can store, more information that we can share, more information that we know of you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this opportunity to gain a closer relationship with your son, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for fulfilling the holes in us. Thank you 
Thank you for allowing us to hear and be able to visualize and step out on that faith in you. Thank you. In your mighty precious name, Jesus. Amen. So people of God, thank you so much for joining. I pray that you have been encouraged. I pray that you will go and read these scriptures to gain more information. I thank you so much for joining us here on this Shabbat Shalom, peaceful Sabbath day. Until next time, you are loved.